by your words to everyone. Yeah. Let destinies and purpose be discovered this morning. Yeah. Set your children on the pathway of destiny. Yeah. Let your name alone be glorified. Yeah. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' most precious name, we are prayed. The master Jesus, the builder of his church, the owner of his children, for the privilege given to me to bring the word of God to you today. It's a great privilege that you don't take for granted, and it's a covenant that he has covenanted with me, and I have no option but to obey and comply to it. I also want to thank God for the leadership of the FCN National and Luca for the privilege also to bring you God's word at this moment. And I pray that the oil of God that has sustained this fellowship and FCN so far will sustain all the leadership at all levels in the name of Jesus. To the glory of God, we are looking at God's word for us today, which is discovering your purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Discovering your purpose. In simple terms, discovering God's purpose for your life. The word discovery simply means something has been in existence but yet to be notified or yet to be seen. To discover means something has been in existence but covered up. This cover means you are now coming out to discover what has been what? Covered. I declare today everything that God has kept in secret of his archive for you today, that has not yet been opened to you, shall be opened to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Quickly looking at the book of Luke 4, the book of Luke 4, the book of Luke 4, we'll be reading from verse 16, and um, 16, from verse 16, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, where he had been brought up, where he was born, where he grew up, where nobody knew him, where nobody knew that there is something deposited in his destiny. He walked like a child. I'm sure Jesus Christ would have walked naked on the streets of Nazareth. He would have played with sand on the street of Nazareth. He would have been molding houses with sand on the street of Nazareth. Now, this same little child that everyone knew many years back came back to the same city and see what God has to say. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, so there was a practice. As his custom was, there is a consistent practice. When you hear the word custom, it means what a person is used to doing, what is known with a person. It becomes the identity of a person. Now look at his identity. He went into the synagogue. He did not go to the marketplace. He did not go to the bad joints. He did not go to the club. He did not go to any other place. He went into the synagogue as his custom was. From childhood, Jesus Christ is known with the church. Because the synonymous of synagogue is the church. And the church is not a building. It's the gathering of those who have been redeemed. 
That is why this is not a fellowship. It's a church. It's a church. And that's why the Bible says, upon this church, I will build my rock. I will build my church. Upon this rock. The rock means revelation. The rock means the word of God. And the gate of hell shall not prevail against me. I declare over your life, no devil will prevail over you. So see from the scripture, he went into the synagogue. You remember very well, he was in the synagogue. The parents forgot that he existed. Why? When you see children in those days, they walk as a demon. So the parents forgot that Jesus Christ was with the group of children. So they forgot it. You know, if you ever notice, maybe you grew up in the village or you grew up in a large family cycle. At the time, your parents will forget that what? They own you. Because they believe that you are in good hands. I believe that was what happened. They went there as custom was. Jesus Christ was introduced to the custom of the family, though the parent knew who he is and who he is to become. He grew up to the practice of appearing in the presence of God. And when he was 12, they forgot him in the temple, thinking he was with his colleagues. How many times has your parents forgotten you? Some of you in school would have. My, my parents have forgotten me. They don't remember me again. They don't talk to me the way I used to. They used to talk to me. I'm missing my daddy. I'm missing my mom. Get it clear. It is for the discovery of your destiny. Get it clear. It is for the discovery of your destiny. He was just seated in the temple asking questions about his own destiny. Why? Things were written concerning him. And he needed to ask questions. Asking question is also referred to as prayer of inquiry. What is prayer of inquiry? Asking God, what have you created me for? The Bible says they were discussing issues. The law, the, the, the professors of law, just as you have professors in this profession. He was asking the question. Consigning things that are written. Now, 12 years, that was 12 years. The parents came back and said, what are you doing here? After three days, can you imagine? He was in the temple three days. Asking questions. He was not arguing. He was not debating. He was asking questions. And they were answering him. For three days, they didn't know. Three days, they didn't know. And that is just the example of staying with God three days. To discover God's plan for your life. Staying with God three days. To know what God is saying concerning you. Asking God questions. That is the symbol of that scripture. Now, the Bible says his spirit. Some of want us to start going through the scripture. But the Bible says his spirit came back and located him. And said, why do you talk to us? And he said, don't you know I'm, I'm doing what? My, father. my father's business. What is a business? A business is a tax. A business is a venture. A business is an assignment. And that is a business is a destiny. You all have come to this profession to let the business of nursing, to let the work of caring for souls. You are in the place of destiny where destinies are molded. Say, don't you know I'm busy doing my father's business, my father's purpose. Now, the Bible says he followed the parents and obeyed them. 
until the 30th year. That is when he was starting. And when he was starting, look at what the Bible now says. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read, just as today is on the Sunday. Sunday represents today in Christendom, the Sabbath day. I have a dual Sabbath day. I have Saturday as my Sabbath day, and I have also Sunday as my Sabbath day. Don't ask me questions. I understand what I'm saying. So I understand the scripture by the help of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, and he stood up to read, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esau. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He found a place where it was written. There are things written concerning you don't know until you find that place. Your destiny is hidden until you find it. The purpose of God for you is hidden until you find it. Every device created has a purpose. And every device created has a manual. The manual shows how the device is to operate. The purpose of your life is written in the word of God. The word of God is the totality of God because the word of God is God. And therefore, it's the place to discover what is written concerning you. And look at what is written concerning me. Verse 18. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And 20, he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down. And his eyes, and the eyes of all of them, we are in the, in the synagogue, we are fasting upon them. The question is, why were they looking at him? He has finished reading the book. Now, they now started gazing at him. The reason is, what he read was evident in his life. The proof of that scripture was seen in his life, that he was fulfilling that scripture. Until you fulfill your purpose, no man can look to you. As I'm ministering to you now, your eyes is fasting on me because I am fulfilling what? A purpose. Men will not look at you until you discover your purpose and fulfill it. They were fasting, their eyes was on him. You don't look down to a star, you look up to a star. Stars hangs in the sky. That is why to see a star, you have to look up. Their eyes looked up to him. They fasten unto him. And that's why the Bible says that those who look up to God, their faces are lightened and they will not put to shame. Today, your face shall be lightened. Amen. Shame shall be wiped away from you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to tell you, I've said it several times, some of your seniors have had me, and I don't care whether I'm being misquoted or you can quote me anywhere, I'm in the house of God. My major assignment is what I'm doing. Any other assignment you see me doing this environment is just like a clothes. The real work is what I'm doing. And that's why I told some of your seniors time pass, 
that if you see me as your lecturer, you may not have it. But if you remove the veil of the lecturer, then you get what I carry. Sometimes back, some were misbehaving, and God began to give them canes one after the other. He was dealing with them, and I told them, I said clearly, I said, the reason you have your challenge is because you see me as a lecturer, so you can behave anyhow. And you don't know that there is another part different from the lecturer. I tell people, I say, that if my wife sees me as an husband, she will remain on that level. The anointing I carry, the grace of God over my life, she will never tap in me. They saw Jesus as that small boy. The boy who used to run about. The boy they used to bring the carpenter work to, to repair their chairs and their tables. Because his father was a professional carpenter. They never saw the anointing over his head until they began to hear about him outside. And they said to him, that same work you did in so-so-so place, come and do it here. I declare over your life today, people who don't know you for who you are before, they don't recognize the glory of God at work in your life. After your departure from this place, you will begin to see the glory again. Yeah. Yeah. I remember sometimes back, some years back, I was ministering in my own church, and an elderly woman came after I ministered and left, told the other members and said, gather them together. I overheard her from a distance. He said, don't look at this man as very young. Don't look down on him. This person carries a dangerous grace. There is a level of the hand of God at work in your life when you discover your destiny. That you don't need to announce yourself. The destiny itself announces you. You don't need to advertise who you are. The destiny itself announces you. There are three categories of announcements. The first announcement is that the word God wants you to say. Number two is the word the glory of the Lord displayed for the people without you saying it. And number three is the one that men have seen in your life and they begin to announce you. You don't need an advertisement. You don't need uh, print, uh, what do you call it, posters. Naturally, men will be telling men, come and see, come and see. That was what happened with the Samaritan woman at the well. I declare today that after today's encounter, people will begin to announce you around. Amen. God of heaven will begin to announce you around. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 21, and he began to say unto them, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. That means I was born to do this and you have seen it already. Now where are we going to? Is that God's destiny for you is written in the book. That is what, as Christian nurses, we have a scripture that talks about our destiny. Talking about the book of First, am I right? First Thessalonians. Talking about the sanctification of the spirit, of the soul, and of the body, which signifies the care of the spirit of man, of the soul of man, and of the body. That is what we are as spiritual nurses. A spiritual caregiver. That is our destiny. It is written in the scripture. And until you discover your part in the scripture, you cannot fulfill what God has written concerning you. Joseph discovered that he would be a leader to his brethren. And when he began to announce it, the brethren got angry. How can this one be? But God has written it. There is nothing that can change it. 
I declare to you today, nothing will alter your destiny. So the question is, what is purpose? What is purpose? Purpose is God's plan for you. Purpose is God's plan for you. Purpose is God's plan for you. God's vision for you. God's design for you. Why he has created you on earth. Why he sent you to the earth. That is God's purpose. Now the question is, are you in God's purpose? Let's look at the book of Isaiah 29, verse 11 to 12. I want someone to read that. Isaiah 29, verse 11 to 12. All the visions are nothing. Your purpose are nothing, but they are words written in what? In a scroll. In a scroll. And if you give the scroll to someone who can read. If you give the scroll, we have read from the other one, to someone who can read, who can learn. Uh-huh. Okay, read this, He's so educated. He went to school, has PhD, he has masters, he's even a professor. And then you give him this scroll, this book of the world, this book of destiny. Read what happens. And the answer, I can't, it is sealed. I can't, it is sealed. Why is it sealed? The reason the book is sealed is because it is spiritual. It cannot be understood by natural man. Your destiny cannot be on. There is nothing science that can explain it. So coming to nursing may not even be your destiny. Some of you came to nursing, not because God has decided to be a nurse, but because your parents forced you into nursing. Because you want to travel abroad. I remember the first time I told some people that I'm a nurse. The next thing they will say is, ah, you people are rich, that means you soon travel abroad. <laughs> and the moment I finished RN, my father was on my neck, you must travel abroad. My mother was on my neck. You must travel abroad. And I said, that is no more God told me. I will travel abroad now. Why? I already know what God has arranged for me by time. I remember then, before entering nursing, I desired to marry a white woman. I had planned and orchestrated my life by myself that as I'm finishing and traveling abroad, I was still in school of nursing when I had one wonderful dream. And in return, what did I dream about? I saw myself getting married to a particular woman who was abroad, and crisis happened. She had children for me, and crisis happened, they asked me, they deported me. Children did not follow me, the woman did not follow me. I came empty-handed. And the Lord said to me, if you venture into that your plan, that is your end. For there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. My, my thinking changed. Destiny, destiny. The pathway of God for your life. Destiny, destiny. I wanted to become a doctor. Oh my God, all my life I have pursued it. Until when God orchestrated certain things and he, he cut off my leg from that direction and set my feet on my leg. When I entered the nurse, I said, ah, there is no difference between nursing and medicine. There is no difference. 
at least I have been able to study some composition of medicine before entering us. And I settled down my heart and I discovered I've been enjoying this. When I graduated, the Lord said to me, if you don't go back to school, because he already told me, showed me clearly, I was on the wall in that vision, teaching students like someone releasing students. I was not yet a, a tutor, an educator. And the Lord said to me, go back to school and be an educator. And I want to tell you, do you know, since I left clinicals, every attempt to return back to clinicals shut down. I have tried several times to maybe look for extra work to do. No way. But the moment I stretch my hands, it's a sign. So leave it. Now, the moment I left the clinical, no more. That door was shut down because God says, I need you for backward never. And I want to tell you several times, some things have been done against me to take me off from the education line. But every attempt has failed. Even without me knowing, they would have finished all the financial things before that me. But I am on God's pathway. And God, who is the one guiding me, defends his assignment. I declare today the God who is your shepherd will guide your feet right now. He will defend his purpose concerning you. Amen. You give the book to someone that is educated, he say, No, I can't read this book. Why? It is you. Now, the book is given to someone that is not learned. That is illiterate. And he says, read the book. And he says, in your law school. So neither your education nor your non-education can help you discover purpose. Look at him who can help you to discover what is written. Revelation 5. Revelation 5. Who will help you to discover the destiny of your life? Revelation 12. From verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, sorry, Revelation 5, from verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of me, uh -huh. that sat on the throne, uh -huh. a book written within and on the back side. A book written, a book written, a book written. Uh -huh. And on the back side, uh -huh. it is sealed with seven seals. It is sealed with seven seals. What did we read in the other book? It is also sealed in the book of Isaiah, Old Testament. Now we are reading New Testament now. Uh-huh. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Uh-huh. Who is worthy to open the book? Now we saw in Isaiah that there was seal on the book. Now the question is being asked, who can open this seal for you to see what is written concerning you? And to lose the seal thereof. To lose the seal means to open the veil. To cut off the cutting so that you can have access into his presence and see the destiny he has for you. Uh -huh. And no man is ever. No man, no man, no mortal man. Uh huh. Not in earth. Not in heaven and not in earth. Neither under the earth. Not even a, a, a man. Not even, not even an herbalist. Not even a pastor. Not even a prophet. Not even an angel could open. Your destiny. Stop running up and down. 
Stop jumping here and there. Sit down with God. Let him show you what he has for you. Stop thinking it is your father and your mother that will consult concerning your destiny. Read. No one can open the book. Was able to open the book. Was able to open the book. Uh -huh. And I wept much. I wept. Weeping we continue. Suffering we continue. Until the book is open. Many destinies have suffered because the book remains closed. They can't access because the veil that covers the book has not been removed. They can't see into what God has written. And that's why they are doing trial and error. When you know the direction of God for you, you don't gamble. It's not a guesswork. Your present will discuss and say, I love giving testimonies and examples. They are evidence of God's truth in our lives. On Friday, she said she was looking for me in the office. She didn't meet me. She wants to pass message almost all throughout the week. And she wanted me to do a particular line of prayer. Without telling me, I got in without mentioning. And I prayed exactly the prayer she wanted me to pray. Without telling me. They have seen many experiences and encounters. How is it possible for me to do that? I am walking in my own destiny. Bible says, angels who read the original essay in the book of Jude. God removed it. Elena Estate means the place called destiny for them. They left it. And that's why you saw angels who left where God placed them and came and married the daughters of men. That was not God's plan. I declare over your life anything that is altering God's plan for your life, today they are cut off from you in the name of Continue. To open and to read the book. What did Isaiah also say? Educated, not qualified to read. Illiterate, not qualified to read. No man could open. And one of the elders said unto me, Even the elders in heaven, those who are well experienced, these ones they are not on earth. They are elders in heaven. They have been with God. The word elder means they are they have been with God for long years. They themselves cannot be moved. Your destiny is not in a man's hand. Your destiny is not in the angel's hand. Your destiny is in the hand of God. Covered. But there is only one person. Only one person that can give you access. And hear what that person has to say. Wait not. Uh -huh. Behold, the Lamb of the tribe of Judah. Jesus. The root of David. Jesus. And prevailed to open the he has prevailed. There is only one qualified. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that is why the book of Luke 4 tells us. He opened the book and read. The only one can help you to assess destiny for your life is Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can lose the seven rank of your destiny. The seven lamp of your destiny. The seven spirit of your destiny. Because the seven lamp of your destiny is the eyes of the spirit. To see into what is written concerning you. 
And the Bible calls it the seventh spirit of God. That burneth in the presence of God day and night. For this is the eye of God that moves over the earth to and fro and gives revelation of your destiny. Even the devil does not know everything about you. So stop deceiving yourself. The Bible says, if he had known about Jesus, he would not have crucified the Son of God. So his ignorance led to his loss. So you that think there is one witchcraft in your village manipulating you, you are ignorant. Because they don't even know one quarter of what God has written concerning you. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The things that God has prepared, the destiny God has designed for them that love him. Those that love Jesus. What has not entered the imagination of men is what God has prepared for you. That's why I have this assurance. There's many of you that are under this canopy, under this atmosphere. In this your coming forth exam, you'll be shocked at what God will do for you. Yeah! I have this confidence that if you can hold on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, you never regret coming to this place. Yeah! In the name of Jesus. Yeah! Only one person is qualified. And that one person, do you truly have genuine encounter with that person? He is the only one that can help you fulfill destiny. Not the angels. And the Bible called Jesus Christ himself also the Holy Spirit. Because he is the Holy Spirit in spirit, if you don't know, that's another level of insight in the world. That's why the Bible says the evidence that we are born again is the seed of the Holy Ghost, and it bear witness that we are children of God. It said, as we behold in the mirror, Second Corinthians three verse eighteen, as we are seeing the image, the destiny is revealing to us. He said we are transformed from one image. That is the image of Christ. From one level. God takes you from a baby. He grows you to an adolescent. From an adolescent, he grows you to a spiritual adult. From a spiritual adult, he grows you to a spiritual grandfather. Under the principle of Eric Erickson's theory. In application to the Bible. That you also become someone who God uses to be a spiritual father or a spiritual mother for us. Why? God has revealed your destiny to you through Jesus Christ. What made Jesus Christ be qualified for you to open it? See what this is. And I beheld uh-huh. and lo, mm-hmm. in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, uh-huh. and in the midst of the elders, mm-hmm. to the lamb uh-huh. as it has been slain. Because he died, that was what qualified him. His blood was the only key to assess the open sea. And the Bible says the moment he gave up the gold, the Bible says the veil of the temple was torn open. And we that were far away from the Father now have access into the Father. 
His death tore the veil. The word veil needs the seal. Everything that has covered your glory so long, today I declare by the death of Christ that veil is torn off now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. What is the veil? The veil is the seal, the curtain, the barrier, the work of the flesh that prevents you from assessing what God has done. And what Jesus Christ did was that by his death, he cut the veil open. He removed the works of the flesh and made your spirit now alive unto God. That now you can talk to the Father direct. You don't need another advocate. You don't need another high priest. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew 1, it says in time past and at some great time, God spoke to us through priests, through prophets. But in this time, he's speaking to us through his son, Jesus Christ. So there is an access room. Moses could speak to God one-on-one. Why? The mystery of the blood was unfolded to him through animal sacrifice. The mystery of Jesus coming was unfolded. Now, Jesus Christ has not come. There is no longer need for what? For sacrifice anymore. There is no longer need for any man to stand between you and God. Spend quality time with God. Father, show me the things that you have ordained for me. Am I meant for this profession? If I am meant for this profession, what is the pathway that you have designed for me in this profession? Many nurses have died on the world because they are not ordained for the profession. Many have become victims of casualty, not because they are not ordained, but they are ordained, but they are not walking on the pathway God has ordained for them. You can discover your destiny but yet you are not walking in it. Habakkuk 2 from verse 1 to 3. Habakkuk 2 from verse 1 to 3 says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the door and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Sit with God. That is what it means. This scripture is telling us that Allah will say, I will sit with God to tell me what my destiny is. And look at what it says in verse 2. And the Lord God answered him, said, write the vision. Many times we are in God's presence, listen, we are in God's presence. We are in God's presence. God is talking to you. God is showing you your destiny, but you are not writing. Your brain can carry what God has said. You need to record it down. The prophet wrote about Jesus. They recorded it that. Angels also wrote. That's why he said there is no one to pick the book. Why in our own time people don't like writing? God shows them something. They laugh. I remember. I remember. But you can't remember everything totally. Check. Every vision you receive after two days, you may not be able to remember everything totally until you have written it down. The writing down enables you to revisit it and to know exactly what to say. And that is why the devil was all what God said to him. Did God really say? There was no documentation. 
So it began to doubt. There are times God will say certain things to you. After some days, begin to doubt. Communication after some days begins to change because many thoughts begin to interfere with what he said. One of my spiritual sons said some things to me in time past. He said, we were together in a place and suddenly we were discussing and suddenly he discovered that he couldn't hear me again. A lot of things were interfering. He couldn't hear me again. I knew God was communicating to me. And right away, right away, I told him, I said, you are having distraction and it is affecting your hearing God. It is interfering with your hearing God. When you write visions down, nothing interferes with you. But every time you go back to it, you reinforce your spirit. You strengthen yourself and you don't deviate from it. Write the vision down. And hear what he now has to say. He says, make it play upon the tablet, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is here for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak. Everything God has written concerning you, at the end, it will speak in your life. Yeah. What does it mean for it to speak at the end? It means it will be in your life. Yeah. Though it may tarry. Some of you have said, God said many things to me. I have no yet seen. Watch, he will do it. There are many things God has said to us. And he brought it to us. He brought it to pass. He brought it to pass. One of the reasons men lose destiny is because they are not patient enough. God said, I will make you great. This is the path of God because you are not seeing it the way He said it. You. I'm not sure maybe it's from God. The moment you say, I'm not sure maybe it's from God, you have cut yourself off from that destiny. The devil just comes, just like he did to him, and takes over. You won't fulfill the plans of the devil. Amen. You will not fulfill the plans of the devil. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So the question is one how do you locate God's plan for your life? How do you assess God's plan for your life? Number one, you must be meek. You must be meek. You must be humble. We have mentioned already that assessing God's plan for your life is through Jesus. Jesus Christ said, He that must be the greatest in my kingdom must first be what? The servant of all. He said, God resists the power and give grace what? To the humble. You must be meek. Proverbs, sorry, the book of Psalm 25 verse 9 says, The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his ways. When you are meek, you open the way for God to guide you in your destiny in life. The Lord is my shepherd. He begins to lead your leg. He begins to show you what to do part time. Where to be part time. 
Me that you are seeing in Lori here, I didn't come into Lori by myself. 2016, I was in a place and God showed me Lori. Clear, where I'm living, everything, territory. 2017, I tried to bring the promise to pass and I said it didn't work. Me, I, I tried to. One of the places I applied to is Okiode. Thinking they were coming, we had no call. And good person that announces prophecy, when God gives the prophecy, I can announce it to many people. Do you know what? When you act with children, the eyewitness is when it happens. So people are already looking at me. Shaggy, you said God. I've already, I've already announced around. Just like Abraham would go around and announce it. God said, I am the father. And he said, I'm alone. Where is the child? The mother, you are visiting yourself. But 2018, God began to walk by himself. When I had lost my own energy, when there was no longer, it looks like, you want to do something? That was when God showed up. The Bible is talking about Abraham. The Bible says, in the deadness of his body, in the deadness of Sarah's body, when you have Papa Force times three, and you have Papa Force times three, do you know how old? She was Mama Force times three. That was when God said, I will make you a young lady. And the Bible says, and God visited Sarah as it was said. And she conceived. Do you know what it means? Have you seen an old woman of age? Kilo Kulai. Anything will not put him at When God visited him, when God visited her, Sarah became a brown young woman. You can imagine at 70, kings were still seeing her and only the Lord. They still want to collect her from the husband. Go and read your Bible. The God of miracle who recreates and recreates. The family calls a woman of life to become a young man. I declare today over your life the working miracle hand of God will come upon you. Yeah. He will make the impossible to become possible. Yeah. People around you will be shocked at the wonders of God in your life. God said it. I believe it. That settles me. God said it. I believe it. That settles me. Are you sure you are going to pass in this exam? Do you have the assurance that God says He will make you successful? He said, The plans I have for you are plans of good. The destiny I have for you is destiny of good and not of evil to grant you a good ending. You will end well. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper. You prosper. You prosper. The word prosperity means success in succession. The word prosperity means success in succession. 
You will not just have one success, but you are going to have multiple successes. He says, even as your soul prospers, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, pay attention, hear me. Your soul is made up of three compartments. Your mind, which is your mentality, which is your memories. Your emotion and your will, that is your choice. Ability to make choice. Now it says, he wish your soul prosper. That means that your mind will be successful. You can't have loss of memory. You can't have deficient of memory. Your emotion will prosper. That means you can't go into the exam with fear. For the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sanctity. And God said concerning Joshua and Caleb, this one had another spirit. When others were in fear, can we take the land? This one said, yes, we can take it. I declare you will take over. You will take over. By the spirit of faith at work, you will take over. So another way in which you can assess the glory as you have a covenant relationship with Jesus is creating a quiet environment. Creating a quiet environment. Proverbs 18 verse 1. Proverbs 18 verse 1. Somebody should read. Proverbs 18 verse 1. Whoever isolates himself mm -hmm. seeks his own desire. Uh -huh. He breaks out against all sound judgment. I know. King James Version. To top that. True what? Please go back again. Go back again. True uh -huh. the desire of a man. That's if a man desire purpose in life. Uh -huh. He must separate himself. Mm -hmm. He seeketh and intermingle with all wisdom. Meaning, he seeketh every information required to fulfill destiny. And what happened about Jesus? When he, wore, he received the Holy Ghost baptism, the Bible says he separated himself into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights, seeking the face of the Lord. Destiny does not just fall on your lap. Destiny don't just open up to you. There is work to do. You must separate yourself. There are people you must separate yourself from. He said, come out of Babylon. Come out of them. There are people you must come out from. There are activities you must come out from to assess destiny. There are things other people do that enjoy. You can't enjoy again. You must separate yourself if you must feel destiny. Some of you get used to me in this environment in time. You discover that my own life is entirely different than you. You will discover. I don't just join the they say they are doing things there, I just join them some call. You see me sitting and just discussing. If you see me sitting and discussing, you know that that thing has, has eaten me to some level. I needed to talk. To sit down and start Cheating about another person or another, it's a waste of time. In the realm of the spirit, we don't gossip. We don't waste our words because our words are expensive. 
Because he is the exchange currency in the realm of the spirit. We spend our words in the place of prayer. We spend it as the transaction of heaven. Just as men go to market with what? With money. We go to God with our words. Separate yourself. And the last I'll be talking about. Thank you, Jesus. Create a joyful environment. Create a joyful environment. An atmosphere of praise. An atmosphere of worship. An atmosphere of thanksgiving. Why? The Bible says, God inhabits the praises of his people. When you create an atmosphere of joy, God comes down to talk to you, to reveal secrets to you, to tell you things about your destiny. That's why I stay away from people that will kill my job. Let me not let you know my secret now. If you see me staying away from you or keeping you far away, I have discovered that you are controlling me. So you don't play around in tone. What will happen to you when you place your hand on toes? It will enjoy you. So what do you do to avoid being injured? You stay away from toes. So when I observe that you have a tone around me, a tone in my flesh, I give you distance. Because my joy was not affected. Because with joy shall you draw water from the well of salvation. What is the well of salvation? The well of salvation is the well of revelation. When God begins to show you things about your destiny, with joy shall you draw from the world of God. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you are under the joy of the Lord, He gives you strength to fulfill destiny. He gives you empowerment to fulfill destiny. Acts Apostle 1 verse 8, Jesus Christ telling them, you cannot do these things I have said concerning you until you endure with what? With power. It takes power to fulfill destiny. And Acts Apostle 2 verse 1, and I said the Holy Ghost came upon them. They were empowered. Light came into their life. And their voice were heard and brought. Their destiny, they began to be destiny. Why? They have been empowered. Joy gives you access to strength. It gives you access to divine power. And divine power enables you to fulfill destiny that has unfolded to you. What are the proof that you have your destiny in your hands? What are the proof that you are in line with God's destiny? What are the proof? What are the proof that you are in line with God's purpose? God's design for you. Number one, every purpose of God guarantees increased results when you pursue it. You will see evidence. That's what you need. You will see the evidence that you are in your purpose. It will be clear around you. You can see that in the book of John 10, verse 5. And strangers will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. It will be very clear to you, when God is speaking to you, that this one is from God, if you are a child of God. 
And if it is not of God, you will know within you that it's not of God. Have you ever seen people coming to you and prophesying to you and you just know that what this person is saying is not right? But you can't tell the person to shut up because you respect the person. There is proof, there is evidence. Jesus read the scroll, and the moment he read the scroll, they were all looking at him. Why? He said, The scripture is free to you today. There is evidence, there is proof, there is results. I don't need to tell some of you to start announcing to you that the oil of the prophetic is in my life. You are still here. Not one, not two. Just like Jesus called the disciples and said to them, Who do son of man? Eh, who do men say I am? I wonder when I read that scripture, why is he asking? Who do men say I am? He wanted to hear from their mouth. Then they said, they said, What for now? You. Who do you say I am? If others are saying that, you have never been with me for a long time. Who do you say I am? If I ask students in this environment who I am, they have many things to say. Some will say he's always angry. Some will say, ah, he's very harsh. Some will say oh, he's very funny. Some will all manner of things. But those who are close to him knows who I am. Destiny will make people to locate the real you. When you are in the line track, you are in the right path of God. Destiny will make men to locate the real you. Because in destiny, many will misinterpret you. They misinterpreted Jesus. Do you know to the extent they took him, they wanted to make him king, and so that is not what I came to. Even the disciples were still telling him, after all that he taught them, they were still telling him, when will you bring this kingdom? The reason they killed him is as simple. You don't want to be our king, and then you are causing problems for us. He better let us remove you. Anything that wants to kill God's plan for your life, or die out God's plan for your life, after today's encounter, God is clearing them up your heart. He said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. We speak with his mouth unto David, my father, and as with his hand, fulfill its saying. Meaning, when God says a thing, he brings it to pass by his hand. And the Bible called the hand of God the Holy Spirit. So, to fulfill destiny, you need the hand of God, which is the Holy Ghost. So, the evidence of your destiny, the proof that you are in line with the destiny is the presence of the Holy Ghost helping you to fulfill it. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. He will lead you into all truth. The Bible calls him our helper. Our... Do you know what it means to be a helper? To assist somebody to do something. In this journey, ultimately, the Holy Ghost will help you. Do you know helper shows up where your strength is exhausted? When you carry too much load on your head and you discover I can no longer go to this journey, what do you look for? You look for somebody to help you. There is a level you get to, you say, no, God, I can't help myself. Do you know there is a level you get to, you tell yourself, you are in final year, but I don't, I'm not going here. I'm going back. There are people that have got into final year and they still opt out of the story. 
but the Holy Ghost helped us. The Bible says, He helped our groaning. He helps us to intercede. He helps us to intercede with groanings that cannot be uttered. He's our helper. He's our strength. He will show you things to come. I declare today in this exam, He will help you also. Amen. All through your journey in this environment, He will help you also. The proof that you are in the right vision is also that you enjoy divine strength. I've mentioned that already. You enjoy divine strength, divine help. Divine strength and divine help. Number three, the proof is that every destiny gives you unusual joy. When you discover your purpose and your destiny, you have unusual joy. There is no regret. You are innocent already. You are already regretting that you are innocent. Just count it. You are not made for this. Despite challenges, you are still joyful. Despite they say people will fail, ah, you just know I can't be part of it. Why? I carry God in me. God never fails. Jesus never fails. There is this joy unspeakable, exceedingly, that is appropriate in you. Bible says, you know my uncle is son. My uncle, the Bible says, Jesus Christ stayed on the cross. It is finished. That means that the purpose he came to do on earth is fulfilled. The word finished means he is successful. Now, I say to myself, if Jesus Christ says so, I can never fail because I am in him. So every venture I dip my hand into, I will always be successful. There was a day I called my wife and I said, yeah, I told you many things in time past before we got married. Have you seen all of them fulfilled? She looked at me. She said, yes. In business? Yes. In career? Yes. In ministry? Yes. Do, you, do we have evidence that now I'm working in the destiny of God for me? She said, yes. There is evidence all over. When we are cutting, I will tell her many things. She will look at me like this. And you know men like this, or vision, we have many visions. You can even be confused sitting with us. Because by the time we tell you this one, we tell you another one, they do not relate. We tell you this one, we tell you another one. You look at it and say, hey, one, one, I'm our tell you. But because we know him who speaks to us, we know him who is directing us, we know he will bring to pass everything that he has said inside you. Part time. How can a lecturer combine ministry together? And yet he succeeds in all. You have had people saying that you can't serve God at the same time with another thing. But when God sends you into a place, he empowers you to do it. And when God sends you into a place, he gives you the joy to do it. How many of you are ready for destiny? You will not lose destiny in the name Amen. of Jesus. Psalm 89, verse 15. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of the countenance. Joy gives you access to light, and light gives you revelation. Those who are on the platform of hope in hope ministry, that is me, assigned committed to me, you will know that God said to us, this year shall be our year of light. Our year of light. And what light does is revelation. 
Wherever there is light, there is illumination. You see possibilities. You see what God is saying. You discover what God is saying concerning you, which is destiny. But I want you to know today that light cannot shine where there is no fire. Fire is the sponsor of light. Fire gives birth to light. Look through the sun that shines this light. You see fire. And what the Bible says about Jesus in the book of Revelation 1, his eyes burn as a burning fire. And what the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, he said he made his ministers flame of fire. And what the Bible says about God, our God is a consuming fire. And you want to know again? Fire is sponsored with wood. The Bible is speaking about the foolish virgin. It says their fire went down, their light went down because the oil went up. The oil is the symbol of wood. The oil is the symbol of wood. And the Bible is speaking in the book of Zechariah 4, saying that the two only tree supplies the lamp with what? With oil. The Bible calls them the anointed ones. And the book of Revelation, verse 11, says this anointed one, the two witnesses, he calls them the two prophets. The prophetic office is the realm where God releases the all required to sponsor the fire in the life of the believers. And as long as the fire is burning, Leviticus 6 verse 12, as long as the fire is burning, he said the priest shall keep the fire of the altar burning day and night. As long as the fire is there burning, the light keeps shining. And as long as the light keeps shining, there is revelation, there is direction. Have you ever seen a person walking easily in the midst of darkness? Have you ever seen a person driving easily in the, in the night season? A person without a headlamp, what happens? His journey is slow. Every time you walk without light, your journey of destiny will be slow. A person without light will fall into a ditch, will not know. Even in your house, whenever it takes light at night, you can still hit your leg on an, an arena you are used to. You know that there is chair here, but the moment darkness comes over, you don't see the chair again. You know that there is door on this road, but the moment darkness comes into that place, you don't even know where the door is. You begin to look at it. Why darkness will blind your eye, will make you not to see direction. But when you have joy, joy is like that fountain of the oil, of the wood, of the wood that fuels the fire and gives you light. And when you assess light, light casts away darkness. And it is written, light shineth in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Everything the devil has covered concerning your destiny becomes open. Because light is the instrument to remove the veil and give you access to what God has for you. The journey becomes clear. You see obstacles on the road. You're able to see this is danger. I do not take that place. Why? Light is showing you what to do and what not to do to enter destiny. This year, you will be destined. Yeah. All the treasures God has for you this year, you will have it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. In conclusion, Hebrews 12 from verse 1 to 2. Therefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which dwells so easily beset us. Let us run the race with patience. There are things that can hinder you from feeling destiny. Sin, weight, things that are heavy load can hinder you from having access to your destiny. 
But he said, let us run with patience. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the beginner, the starter, the one who is to start your destiny and the finisher, who will help you to finish your faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, endure the cross. God will give you grace. You will endure the process. Amen. You will endure the process. Amen. And despising the shame. And he sat, he sat, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is his destiny. His destiny is not to die. His destiny is to sit on the throne. The real destiny of Jesus is not to die. His real destiny is to sit on the throne. The same throne that the devil had and said, I want to sit above the throne of the Almighty. That was his destiny. But there is a process. There is a way to it. There is a pathway to it. And the pathway to that throne is death. The pathway to that throne is shame. The pathway to that throne is suffering. He cried, Father, I can't follow this pathway of destiny you have for me. And the father said, you have no option. If you don't want the throne, then you can, you can leave the court. If you don't want the throne, and the father said, joyfully with joy, he despised. What joy does for you is that it does not look at the challenges. In this school, you will have challenges. Let nobody lie to you. In Christianity, there are challenges. But the challenges is not meant to subdue you. It's a process for you to get to the top. Say to yourself, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Because my faith has overcome. Because my faith has overcome. Irrespective of challenges, I will triumph. Because I have the joy of God in me. Be on your feet and begin to pray. Father, let your joy of speaking the fountain of joy let it come alive in me that destination you have for me the throne the place of enthronement that great destiny that great height the glorious place you have for me give me the grace to pass through the process there is a process we must pass through There is a process we must pass through. Many want the glory, but they don't want the shame. They don't want the pain. They don't want the suffering, but they want the blessing. Father, give me the empowerment to pass through, to get to that blessing. Empower me, empower me, empower me. Empower me, O Lord. 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 In the journey of discovery and process of getting to the destiny you have for me, Father, empower me. If you have not discovered destiny, the name of me, I say, Father, open my eyes to see. Remove the pain. Remove the barrier. Everything coming, that seal, remove it. Jesus, 
I cease to be ordinary. I now become the son of God. I become the daughter of God. From this moment, I live the life of Christ. I live the life free of sin. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And from this moment, I walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Now today, you are not born again. Write the dates down. Get a book. Remember we say, in the reign of visions and revelation, we write. Get a book. Write today. Today is the day you are giving your life to Christ. And if you have done that, please come forward. If you did that prayer, come forward. There is nothing to be ashamed of. We are in God's presence. Please come forward. Please celebrate Jesus. You bring that prayer forward. You bring that prayer forward. Please, I will need to have their names, just their names and their um, contact. Please do that. Someone should take note of that. We are going to have another special teaching class. Uh, that will be after the exam. It's going to be dealing with the mystery of being born again. I will get it. Just going to take one day. Just one day. That will be on Thursday, but not this week. The upper one. Are we together? And that will be by 4 p.m. Am I committed? By what? By 4 p.m. So, we get their numbers. Now, 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 now. Get their numbers now. 4 p.m. We are going to have this teaching of the mystery of being born again. Please, President, write it down. The topic, mystery of being born again. And by the special grace of God, that mystery will open you to the death of God for your life in the name of Jesus. Father, I lift up your children of your hands. They have surrendered to you. And they must a new journey in your life. I pray by the Holy Ghost. Let their destiny now be open in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. I declare the veil between them and their destiny is torn now in the name of Father. I stand as your grace, lifting them up before you today. I hand them over to you. The grace that sustains in the journey of salvation. Let that grace come into their life now.
the name was this. Please take note of this. This I just prophesied now is revealed. One of you is going to receive a package. I don't know. It may be an international package. <laughs> something is coming for that person. It's a package. It's something that looks like a, a suitcase package of the body. And I want to tell you from this moment, unusual manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. Jesus. 